Welcome to Clean Break, the weekly life transitions podcast, where we share the stories and experiences of professionals that help families create a new path for themselves. Find all the answers about the many complex questions about transitioning your life through relationship separation, starting a new career, having babies, and many other life transitions. Find out more at mycleanbreak.ca. Here are your hosts, Darren and Tina. Hello again, everyone. Darren Javag here from Clean Break, the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Uh, This is the podcast that talks about life transitions and helps people get to the other side of where they're going in their lives. Tina is not with me again today. Uh, She is still down south enjoying the beautiful rays. So good for you, Tina. We'll see you back soon. Joining me today, however, is a awesome, awesome uh, guest, uh, uh, Mr. Kevin Savoy. Kevin, how are you today? Good, Darren. Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Kevin. It's, it's, it, you know what? I'm so happy to have you on the show because I think um, one of the things a lot of people struggle with these days is, especially around COVID, is a lot of people are rethinking their lives and, and where they're going. And mm-hmm. uh, you being a business coach uh, is probably one of them. I would say uh, it's probably in a very in demand right now, people looking to try to make that transition from a working stiff to a business owner, right? And living the dream. So Kevin, you, you work with Binance Business Solutions, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's my company. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Kev, tell me a little bit more uh, about that. And obviously I'm being social with you right now. I'm calling you Kev because I've known you for a while. So (laughs) we've been (laughs) full disclosure quite a few years yet. No, absolutely. Okay. So tell me, tell the listeners a little bit about your journey, uh, Kevin, and, and how you got where you are today. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, gosh, how long is the podcast? I hope it's a long podcast. Let me go. I'm going to go as far back as uh, as just, you know, I'm an engineer, right? Um, I went to school for engineering, electronics, engineering technology. Uh, so in, I would say, the early 90s, I got into um, electronic design and all that kind of stuff in Ottawa. And I was fortunate um, because I was able to kind of transition into more of a more of a sales marketing role um, with a semiconductor company out of California. Right. So that gave me a lot of exposure to sales, marketing, business development. Um, And then in in 2010, right, um, the company that I was working for, there was kind of a hostile takeover. Um, So in that acquisition, they let go of the top three salaried sales uh, people in North America. And so they gave me an amazing package. um, And, it, you know, everybody says, oh, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me, Derek. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me, Darren, because <laughs> um, although I had worked there and been very successful for 14 years, it was just it was mentally knowing. Right. right. Um, and then so I got off, um, got a package which gave me great flexibility, great freedom for a year. And I, I just kind of investigated into this. What's this business coaching thing? Right. And, and I was playing hockey every Friday morning with a business coach. And so I'd known him quite well. I approached him after my package um, in the official layoff. And I said, you know, tell me about this business coaching stuff. And it was, it's to, to this day, I would say it's probably still the most powerful coaching that I've ever had. He says, why don't you just go away? Leave me alone. Right. I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, what? He says, you've got revenue for a year, go away, get out of the rat race, right? This is at the end of November, get out of the, the rat race, spend Christmas with your family, get your head clear. And if you're still interested in this, come and see me in about two or three months. And it was the greatest thing. It was like, okay, yeah, get out of the rat race, get my head clear. And I went back and looked into it and started my business coaching company in May of 2011. 
Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, coming up to 11 years, um, this year and, you know, definitely one of these, right. Ups and downs, up, ups and downs, but it's par for the course. I'm a small business owner. That's right. what we do. Right. Now, let me ask yeah. you something, Kev, uh, when sure. you, when you first started out, were any, uh, any fears, nerves, uh, second guesses, uh, second guessing yourself at all? Uh, when I first started out, Darren, I would say no. And, and I, I think it was, I think it was more ignorance than anything. Right. I didn't really kind of know exactly what I was getting into. Right. At, so the first company that I had was actually a franchise. I had purchased a franchise from the number one business coaching firm in the world. Um, so there was there was a lot of content there. And um, and then I had my business coach at the time as well. Um, so kicked off. I had I still had a good package from the previous company um, with my layoff. And so things were good. And, and I had the flexibility to learn and make mistakes and, and be a crappy coach, <laughs> right? Which we all are kind of crappy when we first start our business, right? Yeah. Um, and then I was able to, to learn and become better. But, but the squeeze really came on. You, you talk about, you know, was there times that I, I kind of questioned myself? I bet you it was about two or three years in where, where I hit a glass ceiling. Mm. I hit a glass ceiling and then I really started kind of questioning myself. Like, am I really cut out for this? Do I know what I'm doing? Um, and then... And then guess what I did? <laughs> I, I got a different business coach. And, and it, it just kind of broke me through that class ceiling. New okay. learnings, you know, a good level of accountability because the previous coach was good. Um, this one was more local, more hands-on, more, um, more direct, I guess, which yeah. is probably one of the greatest skills of a business coach is, is can you be direct with right. your clients and, and still have them, I don't care if they like you, but can they still respect you? Right. So yeah, there was the question there and, and I kind of broke through and, um, you know, and it sounds kind of horrible to say, but the last two, three years, it's been absolutely off the charts. Right. Um, some related to, to the pandemic, um, but probably not as, as much as, as the odd, per, the, the person might think, right. There's, there's a little bit of new business because of COVID people either not necessarily looking for, oh my gosh, I'm on the edge of, of bankruptcy. Save me. There's none of that. It's more people coming in saying, holy cow, that just scared the crap out of me. What just happened? Um, I need to do things. So if this unpredictable negative happens to my business, I've got a plan. Right. So that, that's kind of the flavor of, of the last, a lot of the, the latest clients I've had over the last two, three years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and would you, do you find that um, the age group, like what, what, what would an, an average age, age of the person that you're working with be? Okay, let me do some quick math. I'm going to say uh, 55. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. I've got. So if you look at the clients, right, you know, over the last just just taking a snapshot over the last two or three years, I'd say 55. Um, mm -hmm. I've got clients that are 63, 64 looking for I got to get this thing fixed, um, built up from a good company to a great company because I'm looking for a transition out. Right. Um, and then you've got the the younger kind of startup, 30-year-old, 35-year-olds, 40-year-olds, young family starting up their business. Um, and, you know, this thing has to work because right. I'm providing for my family. So there's in every industry you can pretty much think of, right? right. Of course, small to medium-sized businesses, right? Don't deal with the big Bell, Petro-Canada, anything like that. Yep. So it's all over the place. And the other thing, Darren, that... I don't know if it's interesting. I find it interesting. 
the gender mix is, is exactly the same. It's, it's 50, 50, um, men, business owners and women, business owners. Hmm. Right. Um, so I, I find that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. is interesting. Now, <clears throat> do you do virtual? Like, is it typically, are, is it people that are local or is it, do you do, um, a, a mix of virtual where people aren't local at all? Yeah. Well, so if, if you look at the vision of our company, right, the vision of our company is to be the most trusted and sought after business solutions partner for all small to medium sized enterprises in Eastern Ontario. Okay. Right. So if, if you look at our, our, where we're really focusing on helping small businesses, small, medium sized businesses, it's Eastern Ontario. So um, do I have online? Okay. So pre pandemic, it was I'm on site. I'm on site at everybody. Right. Um, so, you know, driving, you set up the schedule. But of course, with the pandemic, I was fortunate that this could switch over to Zoom, right? Or virtual or whatever platform you want to use. Um, so these days, I, I bet you I'm probably 50 50, okay. right? I'm still, you know, virtual, you know, people up in the valley, right? There's people kind of Cornwall area is virtual. But if I look at Ottawa, Kentville, Brockville, you know, even all the way up to Perth and Westport, it, it, it's all in person, provided the conditions allow us to do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and how, like, do you have a preference over like the two, like virtual or in person? Yeah, absolutely in person. Um, <laughs> and and it, it's not because this doesn't work. This totally works. Yeah. Um, but it, it has more so to do with my personality, yeah. right? It's not the technology or technology limitations. It's just my personality. And the thing about coaching, right? It's just such a, hope it doesn't sound weird, but it's such an intimate relationship. Yes. Yeah. That you have with your clients. Right. And, and to be there on site in person, I just find there's, there's just a little bit more value that you can, yeah, that you can deliver when you're sitting across the table from somebody and you got to look them square in the eyes and say, I know you don't want me to say this and it's the elephant in the room, but guess what's going on here in your business. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's just that much more, I I guess, powerful and impactful. yeah, to that. Yeah, impactful too, right? And and the empathy is just you can feel it. You can feel yeah, it. I, yeah. I'm an engineer, right? I come from an engineering background. You're not supposed to feel feelings and emotions and energies. <laughs> we feel feelings and emotions and energies, right? right? So yeah, can we nail it? Some clients are like, I'm totally fine with it on Zoom. My personal preference is is face to face, of course, when the conditions permit. Yeah, you know, I yeah. I agree. I agree with you. Like I know from my standpoint, I think we're all social creatures. You know, humans. Yeah. And I think, I think um, being in the same room has a completely different uh, feeling and emotion to, to the decisions that you're making. They influence your gut, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting because last year I did an, a deep dive analysis of my practice and looked and saw that 20% of, of new, new business came yeah. from clients that I'd never been in the room with. Oh, wow. It was 20% of the new business was completely virtual. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's really interesting, right? Because I actually had to stop and think of myself when I was thinking about clients, have I met them in person? You know what I mean? Because like five, five meetings later on Zoom, you know, um, it it was just the way we had to do it because people couldn't be in person, right? Um, Right. But at the same time, I think, you know, like, absolutely, I wouldn't, I don't think I would want that to be the other way where it's 80%, 20%. I think it's just, there's something about, you know, being human, being in the same room together. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is, um, so you and I are in, are, we're in the same type of industry. We're in a trust-based industry, 
yeah. right? You've got all your products and your solutions and, and you got to build that trust level with your client in order for them to hear, I trust you to take care of this part of, of right? Same thing with me. It's a trust-based business. We don't have boxes, right? right? Or, or anything like that. It's, it's, do you trust the person that you're building that relationship with? Right. Yeah. Same thing for you. Same thing for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, let's dig into the, uh, let's dig into the meat and potatoes here. Sure. Um, like tell, let, let's get a little granular here, Kevin, and tell me a little bit about what you do as a business coach. Like take us through the journey. Yeah. Um, that, that's a loaded question too. So um, thinking about this in advance, I was, I was just kind of trying to narrow it down. Right. Because, you know, one of, one of the greatest clients I've ever had, um, he referred to me as the most impactful minimum wage employees ever had. Right. And, and so that's kind of a, eh, that's kind of interesting and economically, that's exactly what it is. Um, so the main thing for me, right. As my responsibility as a coach and, and kind of how do I help, I need to get to the point with every one of my clients where I can be what we call their unreasonable friend, right? That person that, listen, this isn't about me. It's not about you. I'm an unreasonable friend where I have to be in a point to say things that are happening in the business that the, the owner has a blind spot in front of them. And that's right. just because that's the way it is in business, right? So the number one thing is to get to that unreasonable friend level where I can unconditionally provide learnings, right? On how to grow, build your business and so on and so forth. Um, progress, consistency, all that kind of stuff, enabling and, and coaching the client to say, hey, you know what, that technician role that you're in too much of, uh, there's other roles that you need to do within the business. We'll probably get to that stuff later. Um, but the biggest thing and, and the greatest value that I bring is that accountability, mm -hmm. right? You think about small to medium-sized business owners, right? we're out there on an island, you know this, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're out there by yourself. And, and it's not like you've got an entire board of directors or a bunch of shareholders that when the business owner does something great, all the shareholders say, oh, great job. That doesn't happen, no. right? Um, and, and you're lucky to no get that from your dog when you come home at night, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and so that um, getting back to the accountability, the whole thing is, um, it's impossible to hold yourself accountable, right? There's some people say, oh yeah, I hold myself accountable. Good for you. If you do, you're the exception to the rule. We need that other person. And oh, by the way, um, guess who can't hold you accountable? There's, there's two people, um, your partner and your mom, right? Because your partner and your mom are the first people, um, people to say, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You know, you'll get it next time or, you know, do it next week. Right. So the whole idea of finding that unreasonable friend who's going to hold you accountable, the one who's emotionally invested in you and your business succeeding. Right. That's probably um, the biggest thing that we do. Now, of course, is all the marketing and the sales and the systems creation and the team development and the hiring process and the financials and all this kind of stuff that goes with it. Um, but the fundamental is who's your unreasonable friend holding you accountable to achieve things you never thought you could. And the other things you just mentioned, you do those yeah. services as well. Like you help with the, the like coaching with the bookkeeping and, and the strategy and the marketing and all that stuff, right? Yeah, ab absolutely. Yeah. If, if you look at, 
because there's just, you think about a business owner, right? There's just so many different things required to run a business, right? Everything from just getting a foundation in my business. Do I know how to do that? Just getting to the point, do I have clarity as to where I'm going? What am I building? Right? Because a lot of people think about this. Um, you ask anybody to say, describe to me a, an amazing business, right? They're going to go off and they'll, you know, nine times out of 10, they'll say, well, an amazing business is, is a business that's got fantastic sales, you know, positive, you know, proper gross profit targets. You know, I got net profit at the end. I'm paying all my, my stuff. I've got wonderful marketing, bringing in new clients and a bunch of raving fans. Um, that's great, but that's not the foundation of building a business. Once you have a, a business foundation, where are you going? Do you know your financials? Do you have, you know, any kind of time control? And can you deliver profitably? Well, then you can go off and get a bunch of new clients and, and all that kind of stuff. So far too many business owners, they're off doing sales and marketing and bringing clients in but they can't even run their business properly. Right, right, right. Right. So, so a lot of it is let's get back to basics, the foundation. Um, and then you build on it with, let's learn about the financials. Let's learn about sales. Let's learn about marketing. Let's learn about sales conversion funnels, right? Let's get into, you know, all the other exciting stuff about recipes and systems and key performance indicators, which I'm very passionate about key performance indicators. Right. Um, right. The whole idea about you know, building recipes for your business. Right. What's the beauty about the output of a recipe? The output of a recipe is consistency. Right. right? I create a recipe. I get somebody that executes it with a certain skill set. The output is consistent. Right. And right. don't we want as much consistency in our businesses? You know, I like to say to my clients, we want to build your business that is so boring. It's so ho hum that everything within your control is so predictable and boring. Because guess what? Outside of your business, there's going to be plenty of chaos injected. Absolutely. So don't we want to make sure that instead of generating chaos for ourselves and have to deal with exterior chaos, let's get this business running as boring and predictable as possible because the outside world will keep it exciting enough for you. I like the fact that you're saying that like how you keep the business owners accountable. And I like the yeah. boring part too, because I think sometimes people, when they're starting a business, they're kind of living in that that dream, you know, like the, the, it's the, the, they, they've got the vision, they've got the dream of, of the job or the career or the business that they are creating for themselves. And I, I find sometimes business owners focus too much on, you know, this is the fun part of the business, <laughs> but it might not necessarily be the most profitable part of the business. Right. So yeah. you know, they want to wear that hat all the time. And then they're not wearing, like you said, the boring hat that's saying, no, like, let's stick to the fundamentals on this and cookie cut this part first. Right. So I like that. Yeah. Well, um, just to kind of expand on that, right. That, that's a huge part of it. And, and it goes back to, to the e-myth, right. The entrepreneur myth, the book, the, entre the, the entrepreneur myth. Um, and, and the thing is, is there's, there's three roles of the business owner, right. There's, there's the technician, right? And we're talking about small to medium-sized businesses. Right. So the business owner in, in a small business, there's three roles, right? There's the technician role, right? What the business actually does, right? And then there's managing the business and then leading the business, right? And, and human nature, man, like, so successful, mature companies, the business owner is spending about 33% in each of those roles, 33% doing technician, right? Because you need to be down in the trenches and see how your business is performing. 33% um, managing the business and 33% leading the business. Mm -hmm. but, but what happens more often than not 
is the business owners are spending about 70 to 80% of their time, energy and money in the technician role. And they're, they're not allocating enough time and energy to managing and leading, mm-hmm. right? And so, and that's human nature. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Why would a business owner spend more time in the technician role, right? What the business actually does? Well, it's simple because that's what comes easy to them. That's what they're passionate about. That's why they started their business. If I start my business as a graphic designer, it's probably because I'm passionate about doing graphic design, mm-hmm. less passionate about running financials in my business, having control and organization, right? So, um, and the other thing is that the technician role is what actually generates cash money, right? So that's, it, it's just human nature to be sucked into this. Well, I'm going to do this more often because it's more fun. It generates you know, money and it's, it's what I like doing. So that's part of our responsibility. Our biggest responsibility is to say, yeah, we've got the technician stuff down a pat, um, but we need to learn new skills and new ways to manage our company and to lead our company. Right. Does, so does let me ask sense? you a question. Um, yeah. How many hours do you find you spend with a typical business owner? Like, it's, like, I mean, I'm sure there's more hours spent at the beginning than once they're on a maintenance plan or something, but g- give us an idea about that. Yeah. So um, every, every business is kind of different, right? And which is why we have a multitude of different products, right? And the products is all based on time, right? So um, the, the, no, I was going to say the bigger the business, it's based on how fast you want to get results, right? So typically, so if you look at all the products, um, the most popular product is, is four hours a month of coaching. Okay. Right. So we, we meet for a coaching session, which is typically an hour. It's at minimum an hour. They usually go longer. Um, and we do that four times a month. And then so for every hour of in-person coaching one-on-one, um, the business owner is expected to go off. And that coaching session um, is there to, to go off and say, okay, here's two to three hours worth of work that you need to do based on that coaching session on your business. Um, example, we might have one coaching session. Um, and just where the, where the business is at, they're talking about, yeah, you know, I, I kind of understand my financials on the profit and loss side, um, but I have no idea what's happening with my cash flow. Well, you know, we'll, we'll spend a coaching session around that, explaining cash flow, ex- explaining cash gap strategies, all this kind of stuff. And then their goal will be, okay, now go off and create version 1.0 of your 52-week rolling forecast. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, your cash flow forecast. You know, here's a template you can use, go off and do it. Um, so typically it's four hours a month of coaching, which then generates, you know, 10 to 12. Uh, I'm sorry, four hours per month of coaching, which then generates 10 to 12 hours of work on the business. There's no oh. way I'm going to coach somebody to go in like a photographer to be OK. I'm going to coach you how to become a better photographer. That's technician stuff. I, I, I It's not my role. Right. 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 Here's how you become a better business owner, better manager, better leader. Okay. Hey, that's great. That's, that's really yeah. valuable. Um, so let's, let's get into another question here. Um, sure. What should people think about before they actually start a business? So they got this dream, you know, woke up in the middle of the night, said, Hey, I'm yeah. going to reinvent the widget and I'm going to be a multi-billionaire. Right. Right. Now they, they jump out of bed full of vinegar and, and energy and they get down the road and, and now reality hits them in the face. What do you think people should be thinking about before, like, as they're thinking through that? Yeah. So, um, good, really good question. A couple of things on that. Um, the first thing I would go with would be 
kind of why are they starting their business in the first place, right? And and if and think about this. Let's say you have a prospective client comes up to you and says, "Hey, you know what? Um, I like your business. Why'd you start it?" And you say, "Well, because I wanted the freedom um, of running my own business, and I want to make a lot of money." Right? Clients don't care about that. The idea is, what's your client gonna? experience from your business. So when you think about it, why am I starting my business in the first place? It should go back to the question, why do you get out of bed in the morning and why should anyone care? Mm. And, and you want to make sure that you have that mindset starting off that I'm sure I'm starting this business because of me and maybe my family members, dependents, partners, whatever, who you know are dependent dependent on the, the finances, the revenue that this business brings. But you should really start thinking, why should people care that I started my business? Because right. that's what's going to create traction, loyalty, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so, so the first thing is um, outward facing to, to you know, prospective clients of yours when you do start your business. Why should they care that you started it? So have that really clear in the, in the head would be one thing. The other thing is, well, kind of Captain Obvious. Um, you actually have to have a product and service, right? right? So, so make sure you have a very clear product service, whatever it ends up being. And one thing that I, I don't think enough business owners, you know, kind of think about and, and, you know, whiteboard it and get it all written out is their, their USP, their unique selling proposition. If I'm thinking about starting up a business, I better get absolute clear on what makes my business unique. Because here's the thing, right? Um, if I have an absolute, clear, unique selling proposition, you know, it's absolutely unique why people want to come and transact with me. Then it's if it's absolutely unique, then you have no competition, right? Which yeah. is the mindset that you want to go into starting your business in the first place. I want to be different. I want to understand why I'm different, and then I want to broadcast that out in my marketing because. Think about it. You broadcast it out in your marketing. And if it's truly unique, the people that resonate with that uniqueness and are drawn in, then you really have no price competition. Right. And again, makes it a lot more manageable, uh, loyalty, all those other benefits, right? And, and the last thing, if I could, just on this note is um, understand, be aware, and recognize that there's a lot of stuff um, that you need to do in the business that's not so fun, right? And, and it's kind of like what we touched on earlier, yeah. right? If, if I'm a, a graphic designer, right? Or, or let's say I have a, a, a retail store front, right? Um, it's fun dealing with clients. It's fun, you know, selling and doing customer service. And, and you know, it, it's fun doing the graphic design. But there's so many other parts of, of building a successful business that are not fun. Everything from time management to, to destination clear, right? To financial control, to understanding how to market, understanding what recipes and what systems to build. There's a lot of not so fun stuff that's necessary um, to do in order to build you know, what we define as a successful business, which is a profitable, stable, and sustainable business independent of the owner. Right. That, that's what we work with our clients to, to achieve. And in order to do that, hate to break it to you, there's a lot of things that aren't so fun. Right. And, yeah. um, and that's something that I think every, I, I guess, you know, budding business owner sh should know. Um, it's great. Be passionate about what you do, but 
recognize that there's a lot of work that's kind of not in our wheelhouse. You know, I like the way you phrase that, Kevin, because I believe, you know, as one thing that COVID has taught us and social media, it's, you know, like it, you know, social media has been on a, on a, on a path now, I guess for probably, it's probably going on about 15, 20 years now, right? Like with yeah. Facebook and everything and, oh, yeah. you know, and, and like as, as society has in, in embraced it. But the interesting thing I find is, is as people become more connected and they are now trying to get out of their comfort zones to grow and build and do things, um, yeah. coaching in general, I think is so important. And, and why that is, is because, you know, you've got, you've got uh, physical coaches, like people who run gyms, you know, and sure. they motivate you to get out of bed and get, you know, and then you've got coaches like yourself that are in business. And then you've got, there are other types of coaches out there, you know, like yeah. that you can get involved with. What I love about the, the, the coaching and what, why I think it's the, the, the idea is becoming more broad now, like accepted broadly is people realize that, you know, if they were only thinking about that 10% or 15 or 20% of what the dream is, the hard work, the other 80%, somebody has to help them get through that 80%. Yeah. And and understand and to know what they don't know. Right. And I think that's the beauty of coaching is it's not only somebody, like you said, being the, what did you just call it? The undesirable friend or no? <laughs> well, I like to think I'm desirable in, at some point. The unreasonable friend. The unreasonable friend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want. I, I probably am undesirable for a bunch of my clients. No, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I think we need people to hold our feet to the fire and, and say, you know, take all of the romance out of this because there's another aspect to it that you have to hold yourself accountable. And I'm, it's, it's refreshing to hear someone like yourself that, that does the coaching because I think people need to know more about it, you know, from business. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the industry is evolving, right? And like you said, with, with so much more, um, I hate to keep using the word clarity, but there's just so much more vision because the world is that much smaller mm-hmm. just because of social media technology, all that kind of stuff. The world is, is so much smaller. And I don't know if it's different generations or what, or, or if it's just these days, people just kind of seem to be a lot more open to, yeah, you know what? I just, I don't know everything. Right. And I know I don't know everything. So I'm, I'm going to rely on somebody to, to help teach me, hold me accountable learnings. Um, so I can go off and achieve something that I didn't, I, I never thought I could in the yeah. first place. Yeah. It, all, it's, it's really pretty exciting times. That is, that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, tell me a little bit about tips. Okay. So we have people here thinking about their business and they're, and you know, I'm sure you got, this is what I like to call the juice, right? Like this is the juice of the show. Tell us, give us some real good juicy tips that you give business owners, uh, new business owners when they're starting out. Okay. Um, so the first thing that I would do, so if, if, you know, you're a new business owner and you're up and running, you're just getting up and running. Um, what a lot of people, unfortunately, they don't do is they don't shut the world off, right? And what I mean by shut the world off is I'm shutting off my, my email notifications. I'm shutting off my likes, you know, my text messages, my retweets, my, you know, hearts on Instagram. Shut all that stuff off for an hour and just sit there and define very clearly what do you want your business to be as far out as you can see it okay and the reason why i say as far out as you can see it is because all the business books will say you know i need a one-year plan i need a two-year plan um i need a five-year plan 10-year plan 15-year plan 25 
not everybody has the ability to see that far out. True. Right. Just some people can't see. I have no idea what I want to do in five years. Are you kidding me? Right. So as far out as you can see, define exactly what you want your business to be, the size of it, the type of customers, the revenue you want, what your team might look like. Right. All this kind of stuff, because guess what? What that does is that that puts a, a target in the sand, right? It puts a destination in the sand that you're striving to get to. And as you get closer, you're probably going to re refine it and move it here and there. But if you don't have that thing that you're working towards, guess what you're going to do? You're going to get up and you're going to go this way and you're going to go that way and you're going to go this way and you're going to be busy being busy. Busy. Yeah. yeah. Busy being busy. We're all really good at, you know, becoming, you know, busy being busy. So, yeah. so that would be the first thing. The second tip, and, and I'd say it's probably, in my opinion, the most important. Um, I think it's a cliche, and there's a reason why it's a cliche, because it's true. Be prepared to work on yourself as a business owner as much as you work on the business itself and what it does, the technician role, right? Of course, if I'm going to start a business in, let's just say, photography, for example, um, it's real easy for a business owner to go off and learn and, um, and read and subscribe to podcasts and, and get information on a, on a consistent basis about how to become a better photographer, right? That's just inherent in what we do. If this isn't the business I'm in, I need to be better at it. Well, then I'm going to learn how to do that, uh, what the business is better. Mm -hmm. And far too many business owners, they don't address themselves as a person, as a business owner, right? This whole idea that, yeah, I, I, I still need to learn how to become a better technician, but I also need to learn how to be a better business owner, right? And what that means is all the other things that's required to run a business, to be a leader, right? Whether you have team members or not, you need to grow leadership. You're an influencer, you're a business owner, right? We're a different breed, right? So learning how to become a leader, learning how to do the financials in my business. There's nobody, right? I'm, I'm going to say there's like virtually none of my clients are like so excited about doing the financials in their business. What do you mean? That's right. the best part. <laughs> well, and so here's the thing, right? I'm kidding. Got, I'm kidding. I, I've got, I even had, like I've had accounting clients, bookkeeping clients, right? What's, what's the term? The, the cobbler's kids don't have any shoes. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> even accounting owners, right? Uh, owners of, of accounting companies. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, I got to get to doing the financials of my, my business. own financials. <laughs> I have to do my own financials. Right. So um, the whole idea is, is there's all these different things that we, we need to learn to do to be a business owner. Right. And all of these different things, right. Um, are things that you just, you got to go learn it. It's your job. I'm, I'm great at photography. I'm, I'm going to learn how to become a better photographer, but I don't know how to read my profit and loss statement, balance sheet, cash flow. Well, if you don't know how to do it, then guess what? You now have a new job. Your job is to go learn how to do it. Yep. Right. I don't, I don't know how to really go through a proper hiring process. Okay. Well, guess what your job is? Your job is I got to go learn how to become a better hiring manager. Right. 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 I, I, I don't know how to do KPIs. Well, you've got another job. Guess what? <laughs> Go learn how to do your KPIs because right. all the information is out there. Right. And with all the information, like seriously, 
all the information is out there on the internet. And, and so you say, well, okay, well, why isn't everybody using it? Well, because we're human nature. And that gets to my next tip, get somebody to be your unreasonable friend. Find somebody other than your partner and your mom, right? Who's really going to hold you accountable to doing this stuff that isn't fun. And, and to continue doing the stuff that isn't fun, right? I, again, I go back to the financials in the business. You learn how to do the financials, you get more comfortable with it. It's like going to the gym, right? I'm working out, I'm feeling better and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then you stop doing it. Oh, I'm good here. It's all good. I got it in my head. I stopped doing it. Well, what happens when you stop going to the gym, mm -hmm. right? You get out. Um, and then the final thing, the, the final tip I'd give you, because I could give you a, a gazillion. Um, the last one is every single morning, um, what are you doing to effectively program your brain to be a successful business owner? And all that's entailed around being a successful business owner. Am I programming my brain that I need to do things today to become a better business owner, to grow my business just a little bit better at doing what we do than we did yesterday, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to, I'm out of bed, I got a cup of coffee and I'm right into the printing shop. No, you're up, you do your morning rituals, you get focused on success, um, you program your brain to what's important to you, you set out that schedule for today on how you want to be successful, and then you execute it, Okay. right? And, and, and that's just a you know, a couple tips, if that makes sense. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I, I feel like we could talk about like, uh, like a hundred more, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you're like the oh. guru right now. I'm like, I'm, I haven't been interrupting you at all. And that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Put me on the calendar for next month. I'm back again. All right. So let me ask you, like when you first start out with a business owner like that, and you know, like you said, four hours a month, and then do most business owners stick with you and do that regiment for like a year straight, or is it two years or yeah. like, what is it? Yeah, great question. Um, so it's a monthly retainer, right? The way we, we work it is a monthly retainer. It's, it's yep. very simple. Um, you figure out the, the product, um, you know, you do your coaching, you get to the end of the month. Are we still, you still see value? Let's run it another month. Okay. Um, so most times my role or the role of a business coach um, is to go into a business and be the Tylenol for that business, right? The business has a headache right? It's not doing good. We're not having fun. It's, it's not working right. Um, we go in, you bring your coach in and then we make, we fix, we make the business feel better if you will. Right. And so if you look at, so I mentioned it earlier, right? When I started, you know, 11 years ago, um, I was a pretty crappy coach. <laughs> it was pretty simple. My average retention back then was probably three months. Right. And one of the biggest things that my coach, my business coach, um, why would I have a business coach, Darren? I'm a business coach. Why would I have a business coach? Because a coach needs a coach. I'm a business owner. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. If, if I'm coaching business owners to say there's stuff in your business that you can't see because you're too close to it. Yeah. Well, the, the exact same thing applies to me. Absolutely. I'm a business 100%. owner. Yeah. So yeah. So my business coach is like, wow, you kind of suck at coaching. I'm like, okay. He says, your retention's three months. All you need to do is you need to grow your retention. The only way you grow your retention is by becoming a better coach, hmm. right? And then so for years and years and years, um, my role and what I try to do to become a better coach is to, is to extend the um, average retention. 
So getting back to your original question, my average retention is about 16 to 18 months. Okay. okay? So that means people come on after 16, 18 months, right? Um, they're good to go. They're off and, and they're flying. They're like, hey, you know what? I think I got this now, right? Mm -hmm. But for some companies, some business over the 11 years I've been doing this, um, my role actually changed from, okay, let's say it's 12 months, 14 months into this. Um, you're, I'm no longer the Tylenol. My role changes to, to kind of the multivitamin, if you think about it that way, right? Where I'm coming in twice a month because the business owner needs this, this accountability, right? To keep things going, to keep things um, right. progressing. Right. Um, so it's kind of twofold, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, my role is to, is to help the business owner be, you know, be the Tylenol for their business. Um, but in some cases, and it, it just kind of transitions over to, yeah, you're, you're not the Tylenol anymore, but you're the multivitamin. And, and that's something that we take a lot of pride in. And, and let me ask you, do, do a lot of startups come and work with you? Like people who they're just, you know, they, they're just getting things going. They don't even have the business running yet, but they've got yeah. the idea. Yeah. Um, so on their own, they don't. And, and I'll tell you why in a second, but, but before I get to that, um, so there's a lot of small business enterprise centers around yeah. uh, Eastern Ontario. They're, they're absolutely unbelievable, fantastic resources for people that are starting up. So um, I, I do a lot of coaching with those small business enterprise groups, right? They've got programs, Starter Company Plus and all this, these other things um, where they bring me in to do kind of group coaching for these business owners starting up. It's part of what they signed up for. Here you get it, it's Kevin, six sessions, um, knock yourself out. Um, so in that context, I do work with startup companies, but it's because the small business enterprise centers brought me in and put me in front of, of the business owners. Right. Business owners startup, um, this is my experience. Um, if they knew that what they were getting into, they probably wouldn't start their business in the first place. <laughs> Right. So a startup, they, they start their business up and say, I, I've got this. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm good to go. I've got a great idea. I've, I've read a couple of marketing books and, and they're off and running. And, and that's that's the, the absolute seed to entrepreneurship, which is awesome. Yes. Um, but they don't know what they don't know. Right. And then they get into the business and they get deep into it and, and they have the success. And then they might flatline a bit in the performance of the business. And then they start tailing off because they're starting to realize, gosh, I, I guess I don't know what I don't know. And now I'm starting to learn what I don't I don't know how to do proper marketing. Right. I, I don't know how to read my financials. I don't even know how to get accurate financials. Right. 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 So <laughs> it, it, I get it. that's 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 <laughs> kind of what I've experienced. OK, so so along that same uh, line of, of question, yeah. um, do you have like 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 one or two or three big pitfalls that you would try to help people avoid when they start, when they're starting their business or while, even while they're running their business, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, good point on you, right? We're kind of focusing here on the new business owner. Everything I've talked about applies to the veteran business owner as well. Right. 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 Um, and, and so, you know, we're, we're, this applies to every business owner. It doesn't matter. So I came up with two to three pitfalls I was thinking about um, that they should try to avoid. And, and here's the first one is try not to be everything to everybody. Okay. 
Um, and I, I know that seems kind of counterproductive or, or contradictory to, hey, I'm starting a business. I want to be able to interact and, and sell my products and services to everybody, right? We go back to Simon Sinek, right? And, and what he says in Start With Why, right? There's, if you're a business owner, you haven't read Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing you need to do as soon as you've done this podcast is go buy the book, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. By Simon Sinek. Yeah. And what he says um, is the key is not to do business with everybody who needs your product and service. The key is to do business with people who believe in what you believe in, right? People who value that uniqueness. Remember we talked about the USB before, Yep. right? The cl- get right clear on what makes you unique and broadcast that out. And the people that don't resonate with that, it's okay. Maybe you're not my client, right? But the people that do resonate with that, those are the people that we want to transact with. Yep. Right. So, so get really niche. I don't even know if niche is a word, well, it's the, uh, but you get the point. Um, get really laser niche-y, focused. Yeah. Focused. Um, and, and, and make sure you get that unique selling proposition. So you're not everything to everybody. You get everything. You try to be everything to everybody. You'll be nothing. Yeah. I, right? I, in my practice, I always say, you know, when I first started in the business 17 years ago, um, yeah. My one of the mentors that was coaching me said, be careful about the practice you build because you're going to get it. Right. Nice. And that that's good and bad. Right. Yeah. And he and he also said to me, you know, there's a reason why fishermen don't go out and cast a net across the entire ocean and try to drag everything in from the ocean into the boat because they exhaust themselves, kill their crew and probably drown in the process. You The, the yeah. more focus you get, sometimes I know in my practice, it's a little scary because you're like, whoa, geez, what if I'm this focused, what about all these other people I could be doing business with? But I think when you get on the other side of the fear and you identify the why and you connect with the people who are truly the ones that you want to be working with, that is where the gold is. That is where that the, yeah. the, the gold and the passion comes from because you feel yourself like connecting and you become more popular because more of those people start attracting themselves to you, you know, because they understand yeah. this is your why, like you just said. So- yeah. Like the, well, I, I was talking earlier about foundation, right? One, yeah. you know, found, building a foundation, bringing order into our business. Part of the pillars of foundation is what we call profitable delivery, making sure that I have a business that's operating, that every single person who comes in contact with my business has a consistently good experience and yeah. the company makes the correct profit margins. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you can't do that, why would you spend a bunch of time, energy and money in sales and marketing to bring in a bunch of people, a bunch of new clients, if you're just going to piss them off? If you can't deliver properly to them, right? Well, that doesn't make sense. So it's exactly what you said. Got it. Kevin, you yeah. know what? We could go on. And I, I, I know you got a couple more tips and I wanted to get to them. We're kind of getting near the end of the, at the end of the show. I, and I, I really love it. You, you get a chance to kind of give your props out there. So um, why don't you tell everyone how to get in, in touch with you? Yeah, well, uh, webpage is, a, is obviously the greatest place to go first, right? Binandbusinesssolutions.com. Um, of course, you can send me an email directly if you want, owner right? At buynandbusinesssolutions.com. Make sure you have the three S's in a row there, right? Businesssolutions.com. Uh, um, or you can send it to coach at buynandbusinesssolutions.com. Um, of course, you'll find me on Twitter under my personal handle. You'll see the business on Facebook, of course, LinkedIn, um, all of those things. Um, absolutely. And, uh, and if you're around, um, hit a small business enterprise center if you want to get a hold of me there as well. They've uh, they got my contact info. All right. Couldn't have done it better. That was awesome. And also people will be able to find uh, more about you and your business on the mycleanbreak.ca website. 
uh, along with all the other uh, amazing business professionals uh, or professionals in general that'll help you get to the other side of a transition. So uh, we'll put a pin in it. Thank you, Kevin, so much for your time and uh, your incredibly valuable knowledge. Uh, we look forward to have you on the show again in the near future. I'd, I'd love it. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And, uh, and more importantly, thanks for doing what you guys are doing. Oh. Um, this is important stuff and the value that you guys are bringing um, to your client base, to the podcast. Uh, keep it up. Props, props to you guys. Thanks you a lot, Tina. Kevin. We appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, My so we'll, put, we'll, we'll, we'll finalize it there, guys. Uh, what we're going to say is, uh, you know, take care of yourself, take care of the people around you, and we will see you on the other side of the mic. You've been listening to Clean Break, our weekly podcast on life transitions. You can find more topics like today's and other great advice from life transition professionals at mycleanbreak.ca, where we upload audio, video, and blog content every week. MyCleanBreak.ca has clear and simple advice from trusted local professionals to help you get to the other side of any transition.